the business of sharing medical advice, but we are in the business of connecting people and sharing our experiences with the hope of helping others. Information shared in this podcast represents the perspectives of the speakers and contributors. It does not constitute medical advice and is not an official recommendation of the Patient Advisory Council or Improved Care Now. Welcome to the Impact Podcast by the Patient Advisory Council, aka the PAC, where we will be talking about inflammatory bowel disease or IBD to increase awareness and inclusivity while connecting with you, each other, and our guests. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Impact Podcast. I'm Vanessa, and I'm joined along with my fellow communications co-chair, Fiona. And today we're going to be talking about Crohn's and Colitis Awareness Week. It was this past week, December 1st through December 7th, and we're just going to be talking about some important questions that go along with IBD and how this week is really important and meaningful to the PAC members. We're going to start off talking about what IBD is. So IBD stands for inflammatory bowel disease. It's an umbrella term for mainly two conditions, Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis that are characterized by chronic inflammation of the gastrointestinal tract. And this results in um, damage to the gastrointestinal tract and its lining. Um, They're both autoimmune diseases and also chronic, meaning that once you're diagnosed, you have it for the rest of your life. Um, So that's generally what IVD is. And so maybe Vanessa and I will share a little bit more about like what IBD is to us and how it affects us. Um, Yeah, so. To me, IBD has really just been like a part of my life. I was diagnosed when I was three years old. So basically growing up ever since I can remember, like I've had IBD, I've had Crohn's and it's just been a part of me and it's going to be something that like I've really accepted. And it's not like deteriorated in my life really like in any way, except having to go to the hospital, you know, sometimes. And when I was younger, it was a little more severe. But now that I'm older, I'm still able to do really everything that I love, play tennis, you know, with my friends, you know, go to school, be like involved in lots of activities and extracurriculars. So I just think it's really cool for me to see like how I've grown, kind of grown up with IBD and like how when I was younger, I did struggle more with it. But now getting like new care, putting, getting put on new medica- medications that have really worked for me. And um, also IBD like led me to like be a part of the pack, which I think is a really cool experience. And it just has really been a great way for me to connect with like awesome people who like I say are my friends now. And that would not have been possible, possible without IBD, you know. So there's always a silver lining in things like these. And I think it's important to find that, especially with having a disease, you know, you're going to have it for the rest of your life. So you might as well, you know, make, have a more positive outlook on it. So Fiona, what do you think, like, what does IBD mean to you too? Yeah, no, I think you summarized it really well. I'm going to have a hard time saying like anything better than that. But yeah, IBD has also just been a big part of like my life since I've had it since I was five. Um, So pretty similar to Vanessa, like I don't really remember life without IBD. Um, And it hasn't like affected my life in any huge way besides like taking medications and having to think about it um, or like going to the doctor and how it's affected my life has like definitely changed as I've gotten older. Um, For me, it's probably, it was like 
kind of severe when I was diagnosed, um, but we were able to get it under control. So sort of to the opposite of Vanessa, as it's gotten older, as I've gotten older, um, it's actually started affecting my life more, um, but figured out how to manage that, like changing medications and et cetera. Um, so yeah, you just kind of learn how to live with it and make the best of it, make friends with IBD, because um, they really are the ones who understand like what it is, what you're going through and just like get it. Um, so that's been really neat. I definitely agree, you know, with everything you're saying, um, having IBD, you know, it can be hard sometimes, but I think having people like your friends and family be able to like understand what it is, is like super important. And um, especially like the pack has just been great for like me to like really meet people that like know exactly what I'm going through on the same medications as me, like know the same like side effects. It's just been like really cool to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like being in the pack for multiple years, you kind of like feel a part of like people's IBD journeys. Like, you know, like what they're going through or like what they yeah. out, and you kind of, you get happy for them when they like find something that works. And next we can talk a little bit about what IBD is not. Um, many times people have heard of IBD potentially or know someone who has IBD since about, I think it's like about one in 200 Americans um, have IBD. Um, but sometimes there's misconceptions of what it is. So I can start off and say one thing. Um, IBD is not just a bathroom disease. And I know that's sometimes a uh, common, um, maybe misinformation or not misinformation. Maybe it's a common misunderstanding because it is a gastrointestinal disease. Um, but it does affect more than that. So I know that's something that I've dealt with of um, how it impacts the rest of my life, which we'll get into in another question. But yeah, just to start off, that's one thing IBD is not. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, um, I think like a lot of people, and especially people my age, kind of mix up like IBS and IBD. Like IBS is just like irritable bowel syndrome. It's still like very like, valid like I don't want to like take away from anybody that has IBS because I know we can all relate that like having stomach issues is just absolutely not fun but I feel like a lot of people like a lot, a lot of people my age especially like oh like I have like such bad you know IBS and it's like oh yeah I can relate to that mine's a little more severe you know but um yeah so IBS is more of it can be chronic I think and it's more just kind of being like bloated, having stomach cramps and stuff like that, where like IBD is more of like on a disease aspect where it's like you need to get like certain treatments. IBS is more like you can get like antibiotics and stuff like that. So I do feel like sometimes people can kind of like mix those two up. And it's not like saying that like one, you know, IBD can like is, I guess, like technically worse than IBS, but it's like they're both very similar. And that's just why I think like people get them mixed up so much. Mm -hmm. and um and I feel like it's people that understand the difference between those two just because they are similar but they're not like exactly the same thing and I feel like lots of like my friends you know like they have like IBS symptoms but it's just like a little different than like what IBD patients go through I just think it's important to understand like the differences between those two yeah yeah definitely I know one common thing that um people say to like differentiate IBD and IBS I know is like um, they can, IBD and IBS can both vary like on a spectrum of how severe it is. 
Um, so not to take away from either one, but um, definitely, but IBD causes chronic inflammation and IBS does not is one of the like pathological differences um, in them, but even though they cause very similar symptoms um, often. So that's definitely another thing. Um, one other thing is that IBD is not, it's not something that any IBD patient cause. Um, sometimes there's blame um, from other people or it feels like there's blame when people try and suggest like, oh, have you tried this? Or like, oh, this such and such will cure everything. Um, it can make it feel like you've done something wrong and now you have IBD, which is definitely not true. And we wanna make sure that IBD patients don't feel that way. Yeah, I also wanna add that um, we were kind of talking about actually like IBD and it being a burden and a, and a pat call earlier. And I just wanna to touch on that. You know, for some people, if um, you know, it does get really severe and of course it can be a burden on your life. It can, you know, negatively, negatively impact your life. Um, but I think for a lot of other people, IBD, like it doesn't have to be a burden. I think if you always like try to find the positive in something, then you can find like silver lining, you know, like I said earlier, and it doesn't like have to be, have to always just seem like negativity, like, oh, you have a disease, like that is just going to like weigh down your life and negatively like impact you. You know, we've seen through the pack, like, you know, a lot of members are, you know, in college right now, you know, even maybe going like looking the pre-med track to like become doctors to like help with IBD, which I just think is so cool and showing that like, it doesn't have to limit you. It doesn't like have to be this burden in your life. You know, if you just like be positive and keep going and like always just, you know, like asking your doctors, like the important questions, like learning about new medications is really important as well. Um, because there's always other options out there. And I just think it's important to look for those and just remember that like you're more than your IBD and that it doesn't have to like weigh you down in a negative way. Definitely. And in a similar way, IBD patients um, are not like a burden to other people just because of their IBD. So that's Definitely. I remember in similar vein. Yeah. So um, do Vanessa, do you want to talk about how IBD affects more than your gut? Yes, I um, relate to this question very much. My, um, I was on Remicade. I just got off of it recently. I'm on Stellar now, but I was on Remicade for like 13 or 14 years. I had over a hundred infusions. So I just did a lot of it and it did really help my IBD. It really helped me like be in remission for, you know, years really. I had a flare up about four years ago, but other than that, like I've been pretty healthy. But um, it caused like a lot of other issues in my life that have become actually more, sometimes more like demanding than my IBD. Um, being on Remicade for that long caused me to have lots of skin issues. Um, I have really bad like eczema in some areas. And I also have paralysis on my scalp, which is very annoying. It's been very difficult um, to get under control. Like it's been really bad for like two years and that's just like not fun at all. I also... Um, do have a little bit of arthritis and it's kind of ironic because Remicade is sometimes used to treat arthritis. And I think it's just interesting to see that it can create that as well, which I think is interesting. And um, I don't know, I feel like I do, I do get sick, you know, like I wouldn't say like more often than some people, but like I do usually get some sort of flu or stomach bug every, you know, flu season, even if I've got the flu shot, you know, just something like that. So I think IBD, um, 
really doesn't just affect, you know, your colon, your small intestine, like it's really infected, affected like a lot of body, especially like my skin, um, which obviously is a very important part of your body. And, you know, the medication I was on for so long, you know, did that. So hopefully now me being on Solara will help clear those issues up. But I just think it is important to highlight that IBD doesn't just affect, you know, that area of your body. It, it can affect, you know, your whole body and different medications can definitely lead to that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely important to talk about. It's hard when you have to make those decisions of like taking medication to um, treat your IBD and if it's working, it's like you want to stay on it, but at the same time, it could be causing other issues. Like, right, it makes oh, other issues. Yeah. A hard situation to be in to know what to do. Um, yeah. Oh, I definitely agree. That's all important to think about. Um, for me, I have another, like an um, extra intestinal manifesta manifestation of IBD as well. I have primary sclerosing cholangitis or PSC, which is an autoimmune chronic liver disease um, that some people with IBD, IBD um, develop. So I was diagnosed with that about two years after my IBD diagnosis. Um, and like that also hasn't been a huge part of my life up to now. Um, it's just another thing added to the plate of like something that you have to think about and keep on track of because for that, there's not really any treatments right now. Um, so it's kind of just like waiting, seeing, watching it. <laughs> Um, see what it does sort of game which is a little bit annoying stressful <laughs> when you have to think about it you're like ah, I wish I didn't have to think about this which brings in a whole other aspect of my media is like the whole mental side of like um, how stressful it can be how like emotionally exhausting it can be going to doctor appointments and like making medical decisions um, it can also just be stressful like living day to day with IBD sometimes, especially if you're not feeling well, like figuring out where bathrooms are, like what food you can eat, um, et cetera. And like fighting with insurance to get the meds you need is another stressful part of IBD. Um, so it definitely affects a lot more than your gut. You can also, thinking about it in a bigger picture can affect like your relationships and like, yeah, it affects definitely more than the IBD patient themselves, it affects family members and friends of them as well. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Um, so now we're gonna move into talking about how IBD can like affect your daily life. So Fiona, since you know you are in college and you do like travel back for infusions, how does this affect, you know, your daily life? being a college student with IBD? Yeah, um, sort of on a day-to-day -day basis. It really depends um, like what sort of season of IBD I'm in, of like whether I'm in remission or not. Um, I guess recently I've not completely been in remission, but also not like in a terrible flare. So kind of like stuck in the middle, um, which I don't know. On the day-to-day -day level, it really varies. Some days I'm like highly symptomatic. I'm like constantly thinking about like, oh, what should I do? Like, do I have enough energy to do this? Can I make it like walking across campus without needing a bathroom? Or like, where are the good bathrooms along the way in case I do um, need one? Sort of just managing like medical care and communicating with my medical team like a few states away on top of keeping on top of schoolwork can just be 
a hard thing to manage and just even like when I'm not doing it directly I'm thinking about it which can just like get overwhelming um but more on the like just day-to-day -day stuff it's like thinking about like what food can I eat at the dining hall like did I take my meds scheduling infusions since I do travel home for those I try and schedule them pretty far in advance um as well so I can get plane tickets um yeah and just like trying to manage I guess life as a whole with IVG is a whole other thing like I'm pretty I'm not very I won't say I'm good at this but I'm trying to get better of like making sure I get enough sleep and like don't get too stressed out because I can definitely tell those are big triggers for my IVG um yeah so that's a bit of like college daily life with IVG um yeah Vanessa do you want to talk about like high school IVD life yeah definitely um I think like the biggest part of being still like you know in high school with IVD is definitely like being able to communicate with your teachers about it um you know this year I didn't really have to like say anything about my fusions because I got switched to an um, injectable but um, other than that, like all my other years of school, pretty much like all my teachers knew that like I would have to miss a day of school every eight weeks due to infusion. And um, I remember like my freshman year, I had a meeting with the principal before like the first day of school, just kind of like going through everything. And um, she's basically just like, you know, she kind of like knew like about, you know, my Crohn's and um, we talked about, you know, bathrooms and all that stuff. So I think a lot of my teachers have been like, pretty nice about the bathrooms I don't think anybody's been like oh no like you can't go or anything like that which is really nice to have them be like you know pretty understanding of it and um you know my friends have all been like you know super supportive as well and I've been really lucky knock on wood to not have a flare during high school which has been very nice um I have one in middle school which was not very fun um but I've been really lucky to have, be pretty healthy throughout high school and I think it just the main thing is just being able to communicate with your teachers the faculty as well just so you kind of have an understanding and um it's just like important that like you just ha get a little like more um it's just important that they know like what your symptoms are and like what you have so if you are maybe at school, like just not feeling well at all and like they understand and like you can go home. It's like not like a thing about like questioning you or anything because, you know, you do have like a disease. So it can like take a toll, you know, on your daily life. So I think that's just been an important part of me being in high school. And, you know, I'm excited about next year going to college, um, but I'm definitely going to like focus on like building a good relationship with my professors and definitely letting them know like, kind of first week that you know I have Crohn's just so if anything does happen then they're aware of it and it's not a big shock to them yeah that's definitely true on that topic like I used to not tell my teachers actually just because like it wasn't that big of an issue um or like never really affected my school work in probably like early high school I didn't really have to do much about it um but since then it's definitely changed a lot and like later in high school like all my teachers knew because I um like, I don't know if I told them originally or if they found out from my counselor when I ended up like in the hospital um, and I didn't expect to be missing school. Um, but they learned somewhere in there. Um, and then since then, I've kind of been like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't tell my teachers in advance and like college. <laughs> so I definitely have like 
switch a little bit um, to the better method of telling people in advance, um, which I definitely recommend. Um, it's not like something to be embarrassed about or anything. Get it like I'm sure they've all seen it before um, since it is pretty common in terms of things um, yeah so this year since this is my like first time being on infusions in college when I'm actually at college um, since I started them while at home because of COVID but I told like the office of disabilities and then they help like communicate with my um, professors, which is nice because sometimes it feels intimidating like at the beginning of the semester, especially like if it's a professor you've never met before, never had before. Um, it can be hard to like have that be your first conversation with them, I know. Um, so using those types of resources or like talking to the deans um, has definitely helped me. Yeah, do we want to so talking a little bit like about the support side of things at school, we can transition to the next theme of like how to support someone with IBD. Um, do you have any favorite ways that like people have supported you, Vanessa, or like made you feel cared for? Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, I really, um, I just like love humor, I guess. It's really hard for me to like be really serious with my friends. So, um, my friends and I were just always kind of like joking, laughing around or whatever. So we kind of like joke about my IBD sometimes and it's just kind of like fun for me. Like, I just think it's funny. And um, they're like, oh, like me and my friend went to Disney World um, a couple months ago during spring break. And when, after we left, we went home and I saw a TikTok of this girl, she's like her um this like pass that basically said like she had Crohn's or whatever and they got to like skip all the lines and she's like Vanessa you could have used our Crohn's to help us and uh, they're just things like that that just like make me laugh and it's just kind of like fun to be able to like not think about it so seriously like all the time you know and my friends you know they are supportive they understand you know if I'm not feeling well and things like that they're never gonna like joke about my symptoms but it is fun to kind of like have that little break of reality that it is you know a serious disease and they're able to help me with that with that which is like super fun and my mom I think is like has been the biggest support system of all she really does like handles like all the insurance stuff because I'm under 18 and deals with like my doctor and all that and like basically everything and helped she really like helped me like get switched like this new medication which is going to make my life so much easier at college and so I just think like in just like being there and like supporting you it doesn't have to be like doing all this like paperwork you know obviously but if you're just like a friend or maybe just like a close relative family member I think just like listening to like you know if we're like going through a tough day just being able to like listen and be like like you know like I don't fully understand what you're going through but like I'm here to like listen and like help you in any way you need but then also being able to kind of have that like comic relief if like you really like humor and stuff like that like I do like it's just nice to kind of have um a break from maybe having like tougher decisions and discussions you know with my mom and doctor but I think you know there's multiple different ways to be a good support system and I think just understanding like the patient that has IBD and like kind of their personality is like really important because everybody's personalities are different you know some people maybe don't like making jokes about IBD and that's totally fine so I think you just have to kind of find the right balance between like when to say like you know like what to know like wait that doesn't make sense to have the right balance of you know saying the right things and 
definitely not going too far, but um, going far enough where like they understand that you're there to support them and also kind of like just make the person a little happier and like release from their stress on their life that they might feel from IBD. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I relate to a lot of that. Yeah, I'm definitely the sort of person who likes to joke about it when it's like easy to joke <laughs> about it, but I'm like, don't joke about it if I'm having a rough day. Like, right. Unless I start the joke. Sometimes I do make yeah. it. <laughs> then it's okay. But um, no, yeah, some of my friends do that too. It's good. And like you said, I think it's really just like comes down to understanding like who your friend is and like what personality they have. And like if they're the sort of person who likes to joke about it um, and just see what they need. I know one, one of the cute things my friends have done like recently, this happened like even in the last week, I was like, doing homework with one of my friends and she's known she knows like my IVD isn't great right now um but I was like going back and forth to the bathroom being literally so unproductive with schoolwork so I was like walking back and forth to the bathroom so much she's like are you okay I'm like uh maybe yeah (laughs) like yeah thanks for asking but like you know what's going on but yeah I guess it's just what it is right now and like even if I don't really have an answer to her question of like if I'm good um it's just nice to ask check in on your friends um I guess is really what I'm saying um yeah I know like some of my friends have offered to sort of like step in and help me at college like my friends who have cars are like willing to help me get to the pharmacy or the doctor's office or etc um or another thing like I work in um a machine shop at school um and so we have to staff that regularly but sometimes I've had to like step out to use the bathroom during my shift and like just letting the other person know like I need to go for like 10 minutes I'll be back um and just having them know um is good they don't know exactly what's going on but like they're just very understanding and supportive them yeah because I told them like an idea um so you know, just being there and supporting people I think it's like the best thing you can do um I think another big thing like especially if your friend's like newly diagnosed is like learning what IBD is like so you can get a better better understanding of what they're going through it can mean a lot um especially so your friend doesn't like feel like they have to explain to you what's going on it can be really helpful so I definitely agree with what you just said because you know, like all my friends have like asked me like, so like what is IBD, like what is Crohn's? And it is like really like kind of hard to explain, you know, there is like the medical definition, but I feel like it's just a lot more than that. And it's really different for like every person. So um, it is kind of hard for me to explain explain to people like what it is. I just said like, oh, like it's basically like the inflammation in my small intestine, you know, like I just get like really bad stomach cramps. That's basically just like what I say because I'm like, I don't know, like, how much detail they want me to go into, because I don't want to say everything, because that's obviously, like, not pleasant, but, you know, I do think, like, having, like, especially, like, if you have been going through, like, a bad flare, or maybe have to be, like, hospitalized, or something like that, I think it's definitely important for them to, like, understand, like, wow, like, this is, you know, serious, it's not just, like, oh, like, you know, whatever, so, you know, I do think, like, moving on, I am going to try to be more, um not more descriptive but just being telling people like hey like this is like serious even though I don't you know look sick and it can you know like still it's going to affect me you know the rest of my life and I just think it's important for people to know that mm-hmm. I definitely agree. it's hard to find that balance like 
like you were saying, yeah, there's a medical definition you can give someone, but that's not really always helpful. It's like you have right. to not explain. only yeah. explain like what it is medically, but it's like you at the same time have to explain how it affects you. And that can get right. overwhelming. Like it, it, no, out. definitely. Yeah. And you're like, also sometimes in the situation that people ask, you're like, hmm, I don't really know how much you want to know. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't really know <laughs> I don't how much you tell <laughs> like thanks for asking I appreciate it I appreciate that you want to learn but it's also really hard to like know what to tell exactly yeah I think that's definitely something I've gotten better at but would still like to improve on a lot of like how I communicate that with friends um or people I'm getting to know definitely hard yeah but it gets easier with practice I feel like (laughs) it's also something I found this I found that it's like incredibly different with my different friends like how I've explained it to them and how like much they want to know um if that makes sense I have some of them I'll like explain it briefly and then they just like continue asking questions like okay I can answer that if you want (laughs) yeah but yeah no Thank you for listening, and we hope you all had a great Crohn's and Colitis Awareness Week and could learn a little bit about our perspective on what this week is about and what's important to spread awareness about regarding IBD. Um, We'll be on another episode soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. If this content resonates with you, we encourage listeners to learn more about Improved Care Now and the PAC at improvedcarenow.org where you can sign up to join the PAC, the parent working group, and join our circle.